Hello, this is Heather's Hangout. Today is September 6th, and I have uh, one of my friends, Mike, is on my show today, and we are going to be talking about youth sports and refereeing, if I have that correct. That uh, is correct. All right, and he has what I understand to be quite a bit of experience in this field. So first thing I want to ask is, Mike, can you like semi-introduce yourself um, however you feel comfortable, and then I'll kind of get into some more questions about, about this topic with you. Okay, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Mike. Uh, I am a licensed uh, basketball and football official for the state of Illinois. I've been licensed in California and Nevada as well. Um, and uh, I have a lot of experience over 20 years of officiating uh, sports uh, at the high school level, youth sports, as well, and uh, I have a pretty good uh, idea and opinion of uh, of the sp sports itself and, and how it's being approached by parents and, and coaches uh, and players. So this is fascinating to me because just in your introduction, I've already learned something that I didn't know, which is I did not know you could get a license or that licensing was a requirement, which would make sense, but I've just, I've never experienced this. Um, to be a referee in youth sports. So is that like nationwide, depending on the state, kind of like getting any other type of license or does it vary per state if you have to have one or how does that work? Yeah, every state requires you to be a licensed official, um, especially uh, when, you do, when you're doing uh, athletics for schools, high schools, um, junior highs. And then you have the youth sports, the, their requirements uh, are, aren't as, um, aren't the same. Like there might be a situation where you have a youth sport where you have to have licensed official and all the officials might not have to be licensed, but just a percentage. So it just varies, uh, every, um, state, but every state you are licensed with that state athletic association. I had no idea. So how is this test or license kind of hard? Is it, you know, just kind of making sure that you understand, you know, good practice or is it just, is it kind of extensive? Like do you have to study for this or? You have to study for this. Um, each year you have to, uh, when you're licensed, you have to take a test. Um, when you go for promotion um, in in your licensing, you have to take a test. So there's different levels of officiating, but uh, each sport requires you to, to have knowledge and test and qualify every year and certify every year. So is it a different license per each type of sport or does this blanket all types of youth sports if you get the one license? No, you have to license. Uh, and it's not for youth sports. Um, but for sports in general, like for instance, if you're a, a basketball official and you're you're officiating basketball, you have to be licensed and and uh, certified in that sport. You have to be licensed and certified in volleyball. You have to be licensed and certified in football. You have to be licensed and certified in soccer, and so on. So this kind of blankets like any professional type of athletic team in the state, like whether it be with school, college, or professional sports teams. I mean, obviously it's not gonna affect like the soccer complex across from my house or does it? I don't know, is that considered an official sporting team that would require a license or can that be a parent? So it, like I say, it varies 
um, with the organization, but for uh, schools, whether it be high school or college, college is totally separate. I'm just talking um, the Illinois, for instance, this is Illinois High School Association. So that's a totally separate uh, um, organization. You have your NCAA, which is which deals with uh, college sports. And then of course you have your, your professional organizations, NFL, Major League Baseball, um, hockey, uh, football, and all of those different organizations, whatever level you're on, you have to certify, you have to test, um, and you have to be licensed to perform duties. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I had no idea that, that you had to do that. So how long have you been doing this? Like 20 years. 20 again, years? Yeah, yeah. Again, you might have a situation where certain programs, youth programs, or certain um, organizations only require, like, uh, say, for instance, you're in an intramural uh, program in college. Uh, you don't have to be licensed to officiate uh, some of those. just depends on the college. So that in itself uh, is a whole different topic. So we get if you get if I get too deep into like the college aspects of it or the pro aspects of it, it'll take away from, you know, the discussion points for today. Yeah, no, yeah, you're fine. Um, I mean, I'm just fascinated because I, like I said, I'm already learning something about this. So where did you kind of start with this, uh, with this path of being a referee and, and kind of getting into this and like, what kind of sports have you typically been a referee for? I've officiated basketball, football, and um, baseball. Um, do you have, official. do you have like a preference of what type of sporting events you like to do or what type of sport that you typically feel that you kind of do best with, or does it not matter or? It just depends on, on, you know, most, in most cases, most officials uh, enjoy the sport that they are officiating. Uh, they either played it or they, they followed it or watched it and uh, they have knowledge of the sport and then, uh, or they feel like they have a lot of knowledge of the sport and then they become an official and they start to understand the rules and uh, requirements uh, of the sport. But in most cases, those folks that are officiating basketball probably played a lot of basketball, whether it be high school, college, those that are officiating football, um, same, and baseball, softball goes the same. There's a lot of officials who officiate uh, three or four uh, different sports. It just depends on the, their time, depends on their interests, but each one requires you to uh, be certified and test. I would assume you'd have to have a pretty large database of knowledge because even just when I, and I'm not like a huge avid, you know, football play, you know, football game watcher, but when I do kind of get into it during, you know, um, you know, NFL season or whatnot with football and I'm watching, I mean, some of the calls that they make, I mean, it looks a little complicated how they have to kind of come up with this decision right then and there. And not only that, but like, you'd, you'd really have to know like all the ins and outs and all the, like the laws of the game to kind of come up with, I mean, I couldn't even tell you if I saw like a football go out of bounds on the field, I wouldn't even know what was supposed to really tech. I mean, I'm the basics of just like whose side it's on. Right. But like when it gets down to like the, the technicalities where they're playing things in slow motion, I wouldn't really know how to how to even come up with the answer for that. So um, do you get like when you're 
conducting your sports or whatever teams that you're doing this with, does it ever get that intense where you guys are like recording anything and like watching it? Or is it just kind of like by eye or I know so, that's a question, but I'm just thinking so, of what I see on TV. <laughs> forget TV. We're going to forget the NFL and college. Okay. Because that's a whole nother realm. Okay. Uh, I don't even want to get into that. Uh, we, for, for a high school level sports, um, the officials have to know the rules and um, they, they make uh, instant decisions, uh, but they, they make those decisions and they make those calls based on the rules that they've studied and, and been taught and trained. Uh, game, game management, game, you know, is, is very important when you're officiating sports at every level, but especially when you're at the high school um, and youth sports level because it's instant. Uh, there is no replay. You have to make the right calls. Um, now, every there, there's going to be situations where, uh, you know, the right call may or may not be made. I'm, I'm an official, so I know sometimes you don't get it right, but for the most part, we, we get it right uh, according to the rules and regulation of the sport that we're officiating. So have you ever had like a, a parent or somebody on the team challenge you on a call that you've made? Uh, if you're, if you're an official at whatever capacity you officiate, you've had that happen. So do you have like a, like a good story of like what you've dealt with when this has happened and how, how that kind of played out and were you right? Or did you feel like you, you did have to change your decision? Can you go back and change your decision after one? So it depends. So depending on the sport, when you make a call, the call is going to stand. It's not a situation where you have instant replay at a high school and youth level. So <laughs> right. you have to, you have to study and you have to know what you, what, what you're looking at. And in, in most cases, so for instance, football, there's um, for high school, there's five uh, different positions on the football field. Um, and each, each position has its own area of responsibility. And the rules for those areas um, vary. So you have to know what you're, uh, what you're looking for, what you're looking at, and you have to know the rules. So uh, not only do you have to know the rules that specifically um, affect the area of your responsibility, you have to know the rules that affect the entire game play. So, but you, and just like on the basketball court, uh, for varsity basketball and most basketball, you'll have three officials. Each official has their own area of responsibility that they're they're watching and they're they're uh, maintaining eye contact and view and you spacing so that you can see what's going on in your area. And, and again, you have to know the rules um, to be able to interpret and to be able to uh, enforce the rules. So are you typically, is it typically one referee per game or do they, do you guys have a couple people every single game just to kind of watch over things? I, I don't know. I usually, I feel like I see one, but I don't, I don't know. What sport are you watching? <laughs> I, I feel like when I watched high school games, I, I would see one or two. It's been a while, right? Like I'm getting old now. So <laughs> I, and I don't pay attention to that. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Like I haven't really paid attention. So clue me so in. So for high school football, there's five officials on the field, depending on where you are, what level you are. Okay. Uh, but for okay. basically that's, that's the, that's the minimum. 
Um, for basketball, high school basketball, you're going to see a lot of areas. Uh, you're going to see three men, and then sometimes you might see two man uh, uh, game management. So it just depends on the, the 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 game, the level. But it would clearly never just be one person. Like that would not have. It doesn't sound like that's possible. Why? So it just depends. It just depends. You might get down to. Uh, a lower level to where you're just doing uh, a youth game at a rec center or you're doing a YMCA game and the other official doesn't show up. Um, game must go on. So th there, there are times where you might have one official on a basketball court. You might see one official um, doing uh, a soccer match uh, at a lower level. But it's once, once it gets to the varsity level, then it, that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it gets a little bit more, which is like high school, right? High school. Yeah. Junior high. Those type of levels is, is th that's where you're not really going to see it. You might see more of that at uh, a youth level sport, depending on if it's a rec league or uh, official youth uh, program. So, yeah, I feel like that's when, you know, you've kind of made it, you know, when you're on a team that has more than, you know, a couple of referees and you know, you're, you're actually playing sports, meaning business. I mean, at least that's what it sounds like to me. Um, so what, it, like, what are you doing now with this kind of side, uh, you know, hobby that you do as a referee? Like, are you currently doing this with high schools or like a local league or like, what is, what, what are you currently doing with this skill set at this time? So when you when you're licensed, you are you're a part of an organization, an association, as well as being a part of the um, the state uh, organization. So you you work with a crew. Um, in most cases for high school, say let's just say football, you have a, a crew and you have a schedule for that year. So you know how many games you're going to work with that crew. You uh, you stick together so that there's a uh, you get to know one another and you get to, uh, you know, know each other's skills um, and you grow within the, the, the sport. So the, the goal of sports is to, to keep growing and achieving. So say, for instance, you're on a, a varsity football crew and you start off and say you're only doing high school games and you're not doing any playoff games. So your goal is to, to get to the playoffs possibly as a crew or as an individual. Then your next goal with high school is to go further into the playoffs until you get to like a championship uh, level uh, official. So there's levels to it at each in each sport. And if you're in it, you're in it to, to get those to those different levels. Um, youth sports is a little different. Um, there's some levels in that, but for the most part, you're there so that the kids can actually have a league and, and play because without the officials, you won't be able to play the whatever sporting event that, that, that you've put your, your money to and the kids have practiced. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. Like, I mean, to me, and it sounds like a tight-knit community as well. Like, I had no idea that this kind of was going on behind the scenes. And I mean, you know, I haven't really been involved in a lot of professional league sports, but I mean, still, I, I had no idea. Um, and if you got your kid in any sport or if you go to a, a nephew, neighbor or any kid uh, sporting event, they can't have that event unless there's an official. 
I had no idea. I mean, that would make sense, right? But you just, I never have thought about it, I guess. So there's always going to be, like, they're always having to reach out to schedule these games, you know, to have an official there. Yeah, and it's at different levels. They do, they uh, accomplish that in different ways. But uh, yeah, you, you have to schedule to have officials um, do your games or whatever sport. So what would you say, like, if you had to kind of think in depth on doing this, um, is there any shots that are like, like, is there anything about being a referee that is lucrative in the sense where it's like the hardest part of the job or like a gray area or something where you're like, you know, this is the, the challenge of the job or does it just come really easy to you? You, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I have no insight to this because I have never done this. So I'm just. So it's just like a normal job. If you've been doing it for a long time, uh, you're experienced official, um, then, then it become it's, it gets easier as you go along the, the speed of the game, the, the making the right calls, knowing what you're looking for. It, it gets easier as you grow, uh, just like any other job. Um, you have to change with the rules. The rules change each, each year. There's interpretations. There's, we have to go to camps and we have to, uh, you know, have meetings with our association and go over rule changes and stuff like that, especially for the varsity level sports in high school. So you just have to stay on top of it. Um, the challenge is to stay on top of it. Um, not everybody does that. So you have, you have your option. You can, you can stay licensed. Uh, you can be licensed this year and decide that you don't want to be licensed next year and decide that you want to be licensed again the following year. So you still have to go through everything um, each year. Uh, most uh, more challenging uh, would be. Um, so let's say the, the lower you go, the more challenging it is. So and, and you would think that it's opposite, but the youth sports of today have become so challenging that it's hard to, to find officials who even want to uh, to do the sports because uh, for us, uh, it's supposed to be about the, the youth. It's supposed to be about the kids, but it turns out to be less about the kids and more about the parents and the coaches, um, in my opinion. And uh, it, it takes away from the sport. It takes away from the kid having fun and being a part of a, a a team and, and understanding winning and losing and doing your best. Uh, youth sports has changed dramatically over the last 20 years. Really? So this is bringing some interesting insight because I can see kind of what you're talking about, like just on a small level of having my son in soccer, you know, at a young age, it seems like a lot of the parents do kind of in elope, their, you know, involve themselves to a degree where it's like, well, these kids are just trying to have fun and they're more like worried about winning or losing than the kid is, you know? I mean, I was just kind of shocked by that myself because I'm like, wow, this is so competitive. And like the parents are competitive. And I just thought, well, that's a little bit much, you know, because they're just trying to, you know, come out here and play a sport. Like, <laughs> so don't, don't get me wrong. Um, it's competitive at every level. The, the, the point of that, though, is, is you, wanna, you want your kid to compete because when you compete, you actually have fun. You want your kid to, to listen to the coaches because when you listen to your coaches and you do the right things, you, you, know, you have fun. But understanding that uh, 
you might do the right thing the whole game and you still might not come out victorious or you might mess up. You might make a mistake, but uh, as a human, that's what you do. So you get these different parents and coaches and uh, and I've seen it firsthand. I've dealt with it where the, the parents get so unruly at a youth game um, that you either have to uh, to get them removed from the game, postpone the game, cancel the game. Um, (laughs) In some situations, uh, it would be much easier to have youth sports without fans. Oh my gosh. I I mean, that is unbelievable. I mean, so you've actually had to have parents removed from games. If, If you've officiated youth sports, you have had that either yourself or your partners had to have somebody removed because uh, it gets it gets out of control and out of hand. And one of the, another one of the problems is uh, that these organizations sometimes they um, they try their best to enforce certain rules and certain standards. You know, parents are signing uh, uh, pieces of paper at the beginning of the season and talk about conduct, talking about you know officials, talking about the sportsmanship, and you know the kids know it too, the coaches all know it. But I'm just telling you sometimes. These uh these fans uh, forget that these kids are playing a youth sport and that there's absolutely no way that any of those kids performing that day are going to leave and sign a multi-million dollar contract in the parking lot after the game. <laughs> but you would think the way that some of these fans uh, and parents uh, react as, at youth sports um, that that's going to happen. And sad sadly enough. Uh, it's gotten it's gotten tragic. Uh, there was a, a incident uh, earlier in the year where a coach was uh, shot um, oh on the football God. field um, because of an altercation, because of how unruly uh, things can get at these youth games. There's not a, there's not enough understanding and there's not enough uh, discipline uh, and consequences uh, for, for, for fans who are out of control. Uh, in my opinion, you know, you get you get out of control. And if you have to be chastised or you have to be removed from a contest in a youth sport, there is no reason for you to be back at any contest for the rest of the year. None. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Wow. But how do you as a youth organization truly enforce that? I don't know. I don't know. And as an official, you know, we we only manage what goes on on that field, court, diamond, wherever we are during that time. The youth sports organization have the the, uh, the envious task of trying to ensure that these parents and fans uh, behave in, the, in, in a manner that, that shows great sportsmanship, um, shows respect, um, but sometimes uh, it just gets out of control. And I don't, I don't know what the, uh, there, there could be different ways of handling it, like, I don't know, uh, issuing out tickets to only parents, but, you know, then that takes away from the whole fan base of, of your sports program. So no, uh, I, it, I totally, it, it can get pretty, it can get pretty hairy. I, you know, I never, I mean, now that you're mentioning this, I, I can, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised, but kind of not surprised because of just what I have seen, you know, and just how, how 
how intense these things can get. I mean, people, when it comes to sports, they get really emotionally invested, especially when it comes to their kid. And I mean, do you think it's like parents who are just, who get like this are just so involved because they believe like one day their kid is going to get like a college scholarship or like a, a signing deal and they're pushing them really hard or like what is causing this kind of emotional reaction at these games? So there's, there's, it's, again, this is just my opinion. Youth sports today have become, um, you know, it's a pay to play thing and you put a lot of money and a, a, a lot of time into uh, your, your children's sports. Um, and then there are these parents who, and, and again, this is just my opinion, they're trying to live their dream through their child. They're, and, uh, you know, they're trying to relive either what they had or what they thought they should have had or what they didn't have through their child. And then there are some parents who are legitimately, you know, looking at the fact that, hey, this might be this kid's only chance to to, to go to college or to, to get a scholarship. Um, but you have to you have to understand that they are still children. Uh, trying to grow in a sport. And I've also seen over my years where uh, sometimes uh, there's it's overkill to a, a kid and then they end up uh, not participating in that sport once yeah. they get older. Well, it could turn them off from the whole thing altogether. I mean, exactly. you hear about like kids who, you know, talk about mom and dad pushing them too hard about you know, playing baseball or whatever. And it's like, a, you know, the kid doesn't have that like internal drive and passion for it. And their parent, like you said, their parents are just kind of trying to relive their childhood through them. And they're pushing that agenda on their kid, but the child doesn't have this like formidable bond with the sport. And so they, they might grow up to kind of resent it and all of the pressure, you know, I mean, it can, it can really get to be burnout. Like, you and a lot of the uh, the professional sports now, um, especially uh, uh, baseball, um, a lot of the uh, the athletes uh, they have lingering injuries that they they got while playing youth sports. Like, for instance, you can play on more than one youth team. Say, for instance, you're playing baseball or softball during the summer. Um, you can ultimately play every summer, I mean, every weekend uh, during the week, and you can play for two or three different teams. That's a lot of baseball or softball. Um, same goes for basketball because you get invited to play as a guest on another team. And then, you know, these kids are, are traveling all over the place, playing on these different teams and playing a lot of, of whatever sport they're playing at the time. And then when that sport's over, on to the next sport. So it's nonstop in certain situations. Um, and, you know, some say, some parents will say that, you know, my kid wants to, to, do, to participate and play in all these different sports. Hey, you know what? That's great. If your kid shows interest in every single sport, then by all means. But you have to be realistic. Like, is your kid showing interest in the sport because they want to play? Or is your kid showing interest in the sport because that's what you want them to play and they see it? So it's a fine line um, between parenting and being a fan and understanding, you know, where to draw the line, whether it be 
uh, your your actions at a, a sporting event or your actions on, you know, putting your kid into all these different sports, which I'm a very big fan of kids being a part of a sporting program. Uh, it helps you with understanding teamwork, uh, growing, and, and, you know, you cannot put a price on some of the experiences you uh, you get as an athlete, especially a youth athlete. You remember that those times for the rest of your life. But uh, these parents and fans are getting completely out of control. Yeah, I mean, the way I've always looked at it is like, I just want to take my son to enroll in sports so he can know what it is and then make a formidable decision about, hey, this is either something I like or I don't like. But I, if I feel like if I don't open those doors and take him, you know, we're never going to know. If he ever stopped and was like, hey, mom, I really don't like this, we wouldn't do it, you know, but I, I do see a lot of parents push, pushing their kids a lot. And I'm sure there's sometimes an expectation that, you know, I have to do this to make mom or dad happy, you know, and that that's got to be stressful, like on the kid. And then how do you play for the fun of it if you're doing it as a chore for your parents, right? So hopefully most of the kids that you deal with are not doing that or in that position. Um, I don't know. Do you think that's fair to say that most of the time it's because they want to do it? Uh, a lot of times, like I said, it, it, it can get a little hairy as to the kid actually wanting to do it, the reasons they want to do it. So, uh, and then, you know, what kid doesn't want to make their parent proud right. or doesn't want to, you know, live up to something that they hear their parents talking about um, they want to do. I, I hate to cut you short, but we have less than a minute and uh, okay. I, I don't want to make sure we close up properly. And I wanted to thank you for coming on my podcast. And I felt like this was a very meaningful uh, podcast and we should maybe make a part two, but, um, thank you everybody for listening and listening, um, about Mike's experience as a youth sports coach or sports referee. Uh, I will talk to you next time. Thanks.